Hey everybody, Dr. Bill Jensen here, the Evolve Wellness Experience. Welcome back to another a great episode. We have a, a really foundational one here for you today, and uh, really everything in your life is going to play off this podcast. So if you can get this one right, then you can really build a solid foundation for uh, your life, your happiness, your family, your career. Um, and play it all the way out to the end of the line. So I hope you really get a lot out of this one. It's going to be an important one. All right, well, welcome back. So when I was thinking about what I really wanted to talk to everybody about today, um, I was kind of looking over some of the prior podcasts that we did, and one of the really foundational ones was when I had my really good friend Dean DeVries on back in January, and we t- really talked about goal setting. And if you if you didn't listen to that one, I certainly would encourage you to go back because Dean is brilliant, and uh, the content of that uh, can be transformational. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But one of the things that you discussed as just a, a slight overview is that goals in and of themselves are important for sure in 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 your personal life in your business um, in your fitness goals in your dietary all those things are very very important but one of the things that always comes back to and what he started with is purpose so whenever you're setting goals if you have a goal without a purpose behind it then it's just a goal and you're much 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 less likely to achieve a goal if there isn't a specific purpose that's behind that goal And so that was kind of what we talked about is having the end in mind and then kind of building back from there with the goal setting. So what I thought was kind of unique is that, you know, I really wanted to dive in today is purpose. What is purpose? How do you define purpose? Uh, Why is purpose important? Uh, What steps uh, can you take in order to really figure out what your purpose is uh, on this planet? And so that's why I just think it's so transformational. because if, uh, if you can't define it or you've never really thought about it, then, then you might be just walking through life aimlessly and kind of taking what light gives to you, and, and, and that's not good. You know, you want to be on purpose and on point and, and with a direction in life for sure. So, I mean, I'll be honest with you. So, I mean, obviously we talked about, you know, the, this whole purpose point with Dean in the podcast back in January, but probably... I guess probably up until maybe a year ago, I never really actually even considered my purpose. Uh, I, I, I've now kind of found out that I'm certainly following it, but I never really consciously stepped into it and gave it much thought and what it was. And so maybe I'm, I'm blessed and I'm lucky at that level. But there's a lot of people out there probably right now that aren't happy with where they're at in life and, and maybe you're not happy with the job that they currently have or, you know, everything else that's going on. And so maybe for you, if that's you listening out there, maybe this podcast can be a life-changing experience for you uh, to get you back onto a different path so that you can enjoy whatever amount of life you have left uh, on this planet as, as a result of that. So, so the reason that I kind of stumbled across it originally was I was going to take a part in this six-week fitness challenge. And the, the six-week fitness challenge actually was um, something that I found on uh, a other podcast uh, guy that I follow. 
And so when I entered the six week fitness podcast, um, you know, I, I had those typical goals. You know, I wanted to lose some body fat. I wanted to uh, try to be uh, get better sleep at night. I wanted to uh, improve my heart rate variability score that I track on my aura ring is because that's one of the best indicators of overall like health and wellness uh, and recovery. So, you know, I had these like typical goals. Well, then, you know, as we get into the program, they had this goal setting worksheet. And the very first thing, like right out of the gates, it says to you that you need to figure out how to craft your purpose. And I was like, okay, well, that's kind of an interesting thought. I don't know really what at that time has a lot to do with with setting the goals for my fitness levels that I want to get to. But uh, I did it nonetheless. And so... Uh, when I got done, uh, it helped me create the framework that I'm actually going to go with you here today. And it helped me create my mission and my purpose statement. And so now, um, yeah, I have goals and I have um, destinations that I want to get to. And, and some of those haven't changed, but I, I definitely have much more clarity as to why I'm on the path. And then when things go wrong and uh, definitely life is always seeming to throw certain challenges your way. Uh, I know that always happens to me for sure. Uh, Nonetheless, I keep my eyes on the prize and I understand the mission and the purpose of my life and then I stay true to myself and I keep pushing forward no matter how much effort and work uh, it certainly takes. Um, And so again, um, that is definitely the key. So when you have purpose behind your goals, those, uh, those, the purpose is going to reign supreme. And so first of all, probably why don't we define purpose? So I looked up the, the definition of purpose in the Merriam Webster dictionary, and it stated this purpose is defined as something set up as an object or an end to be attained, otherwise known as intention. So one way to look at that would be, what do you want actually to be said? Uh, this is a little morbid, but at, if you were at your funeral, right, and you were able to kind of like see what everybody's talking about, what would you want to be said about you when people were trying to summarize your life? I was literally, uh, I guess it was probably less than a month ago, I was at uh, my mentor, one of my, my really, really good mentors, Dr. Don Basafi uh, finally had passed away and succumbed to cancer that he had battled for a long, long time. And um, man, let me tell you, when when we were at the funeral, uh, he had about, I think he had six different people come up, uh, some family members and then some friends and then some colleagues. And wow, I mean, if they didn't, now backtracking a little bit, Thomas Afi was my consultant. He was one of the reasons why Premier Wellness Centers, as if you're a patient of mine, it, it is what it is as a result of a lot of the effort and work that we did together over a, a few year period together as he was coaching me. He was a chiropractor from New York and um, had a huge practice, integrated practice. Um, I think he owned like two or three MRI centers. I mean, he was extremely successful. And then when he retired, he moved to Florida and then he became a coach for chiropractors and he was he was my coach. And um, I really, I mean, I knew him obviously on that level and we became friends and we had a lot of conversations outside of just chiropractic and life and, and everything else and family and such. And 
Man, when when he went when they went up and they actually talked about him, if it wasn't the most accurate depiction of the, exactly the character and the person that this guy was, I mean, some like one of his friends, like they grew up from like six years old together, um, and the things that they all said about it were just all so consistent with who he was and what his purpose was in life, and uh, it was amazing. Uh, it was it was a tearjerker for sure. So. So what do you want to be said about you? What type of person do you want to be? What kind of differences did you want to make in, in, in people's lives? What type of impact did you want to make on this planet? Like all those things, you know, are certainly things to be taken into consideration when we talk about your purpose. Um, you know, another, like I said, another thing to think about is, you know, what were you put on this earth to do? You know, for some people, that's a really hard question to answer. You know, for others, you know, it may be very obvious, um, why you were put on this earth. Neither scenario I would suggest is b- good or bad, you know, um, for any, any reason whatsoever. But it is always helpful to know your purpose as you can stay on point. You know, I think beyond goals, it just makes you have better decisions in life. So if you're confronted with a scenario to make a decision one way or another, and one decision doesn't align with your purpose and doesn't get you closer to that purpose, then it might not be a good idea to make that decision. And I would probably defer to the other way. Um, And sometimes those decisions are very hard in life because they involve business or relationships or friendships and things like that. But again, the most important person always in any scenario whatsoever is yourself. And I know that some people would say, well, that's a very selfish thing to say. But in you know, in, in my field and healthcare and stuff like that, I see too many people put others first and they have their health suffer as a result of that. And I, the analogy that I always use is, you know, when you're uh, taking off on an airplane and they're instructing you if cabin pressure drops and the air masks drop, you don't put the mask on your child first. You put the mask on yourself first so that you can assist your child. And so that is always the case too. If you're making decisions in order to like help everybody else out all the time, in many instances, you're never going to be able to get to your purpose. And your purpose has a much bigger benefit overall to the world and to others than you can possibly imagine. So don't always focus on others. Focus first and foremost on yourself so that you can benefit and be better for others is, this, is the suggestion that I would say. So at the end of your life, you know, again, there's many of the things that are really important to people really aren't that important. And what I mean by that is when it comes to being happy and, and living a long time, you know, it, it's not your relentless pursuit of a six pack. It's not, um, you know, your uh, quest to uh, do a workout in CrossFit and, you know, beat your, beat everybody else's time all the time. Um, it's not, you know, trying to finally discover that absolutely perfect diet that works well and efficiently for yourself because eventually when it comes to the end of the line, you know, like my another mentor of mine, Danny Drubin, used to say all the time, nobody gets out of here alive. And so, you know, eventually the, the fastest track athletes are going to be defeated by muscle loss. Um you know, they're the most beautiful supermodel in the world when she's 97 years old is not going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated ever again. Um, and even like people that are super successful, 
like, you know, super powerful CEOs and people that have made massive changes in the world. Um, you know, like Steve Jobs, for example, you know, finally uh, meets their maker. Uh, and so at the end of the day, it's going to be more about what you've accomplished as far as your differences you've made on this earth. And it is going to be like how you look and how much money you have and uh, how in shape you are. So I just always want you to take that into consideration. By all means, I believe it's a very important to be in great shape and be physically fit and super healthy. I think it's also a very good thing to make as much money as you possibly can uh, in the end so that you can make differences in the world with that money. No doubt about that. People always say money's the root of all evil. No. Uh, people that don't have money say that, basically. So money can do a lot of good if used for the proper purposes in the world. Um, that's why the United States is the greatest country in the world to live in. There's no doubt about that. So how do we find purpose in life? So I recommend basically sitting down. Um, if you have one, get a pad, get a pen, get a paper. Probably don't use your cell phones and stuff like that. Like technology can be distracting. Like I really want you to be centered and kind of listen to the process and kind of think about yourself and then write some ideas down. And then we'll talk about how we're going to piece this all together at the end. So step number one, when you want to try to figure out what your purpose is in life, and what direction to go, what I want you to first think about is when you were a little kid, uh, what did you really like to do? Now, I think that maybe seems like, well, what does that have to do with, with anything? Well, you know, one of the things that I commonly say when I'm doing lectures to, to big groups or organizations or companies is that we are all put on this earth for a reason. All of us have certain talents, certain skill sets, certain gifts that we um, are unique to us, you know, and, um, and those tend to be things that are based upon a couple things. Number one, the, the way that your brain basically is wired based upon um, your genetics, based upon um, your environment that you grew up, the, the nature and the nurture, you know, how you were raised as a kid. So there are certain things that your upbringing as a child kind of ingrained in your neurology. And as a result of that, um, you know, there's, there's likely to be things that you uh, and activities that you're really, really good at. And so you tended to the kind of uh, migrate and be attracted to and drawn to those things. So I'll give you an example for myself. So I was born in Montana. As a result of being born in Montana, I grew up in basically the Rocky Mountains. And so I really enjoyed being outdoors. Uh, growing up as a kid, I participated year-round in, in sports, all sorts of sports. So soccer, wrestling, baseball, basketball, football. I was in karate. I, I was on a slalom snow ski on the weekends. I was a Coca-Cola race team, so we go slalom skiing. So... So sports, being outdoors, um, huge fan of like all sporting, professional sports teams, college teams, things like that. Um, in school, I was probably more prone definitely to being a science person, hated math, hated English, hated history. None of that really resonated with me whatsoever. And so, so interestingly, right, all these, now looking at that, 
and looking at what I do now. So what is a chiropractor? Well, doesn't have to be, but probably should have some background in, right? So I would think as a chiropractor, I'm a healthcare physician, so I should be probably into health. I was into a lot of sports. As a chiropractor, in order to physically adjust people every single day, um, again, not 100% necessary, but I think an asset, probably should be fairly athletic, probably should be physically fit and kind of strong to work on certain body types, probably needs to have good um, good tactile hands, good, good sensory with their hands, uh, you know, like as a... a um, Football player, I was a receiver, had good hands, you know, good soft hands, could catch the football pretty good. So when I'm working with my hands every single day, like I just have this natural ability to kind of feel and 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 know like when I feel differences and things like that. So my my sensory skills are, are pretty pretty good with that. Um, science, I mean, any any if you're in healthcare, you definitely better know science because when you're going to college and and uh, doing your your grad school education, it is all science. So that would have sucked, and I probably would have failed out if if I had to take um, trigonometry and uh, history and all this stuff all the time to be able to get through chiropractic school. And then the other thing, actually, when I think about it, was again based on environment. My father was a electrician, and so we literally moved constantly to wherever the next job was going to be so that he would go to work and provide for our family. So I had four different kindergartens. I had a different uh, first grade. Uh, I had the same second grade. I had two different third grades. And then I had a fourth and a fifth. Then we moved to Minnesota. And then I spent the rest of my time there. So the early uncanny ability in order to be able to like just walk up to random people and talk to them and communicate with them and make friends um, is just something that 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 comes naturally to me because I was just forced to do that at an early age. So the ability to sit down and have just a, a nice conversation with a patient of mine and be able to ask specific questions and be um, genuinely intrigued and want to get to know them about them and their life and their history and what's going on with them just kind of comes secondhand to me, um, which we'll talk about a little bit later in one of the other steps. So. Again, like looking back at your childhood, like what are the things you that like you really enjoyed doing? You know, was it riding your bike? Was it reading? Was it watching movies? Was it what was it? You know, what was it you specifically really enjoyed doing when you're a child? If those memories are a little foggy and you're like, I'm not 100 percent quite sure, you know, if if they're still around, you know, family members, obviously, you're just a good person to ask. Like, hey, you know, what was I like as a kid? What was I into? What did I do all the time? You know, and just kind of figure those different things out. So step number one in review is when, when you were a kid, what were the things that you enjoyed mo- doing most as a kid in school, outside of school, clubs, activities, hobbies, whatever. OK, so step number two, when you think of your life where it is right now, what activity puts you in the zone. And when I mean zone, I mean zone can be defined as like a flow state. Uh, And the flow state is um, basically a mental state when you're performing an activity and you're fully immersed in it and it just gives you like absolute joy. Like you feel energized, you're focused, you're fully engaged, you're in the moment, you're present, and literally you can be doing that activity and it just seems like 
hours can slip away and you're you're not you're not disengaged you're not uh, distracted you're just you're in a flow state you're in the zone and so you know what so when i thought again back to my example like what puts me in the zone there's nothing that drives me more crazy when i'm in my practice than a slow day like a slow day to me is like nails on a chalkboard. It just drives me insane not to be actively moving and in the flow and helping people. Um, so for me, like a busy practice in the zone, like I work from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And if I have like a busy day where I've got to like help, I don't know, 60 to 80 people in a day. And maybe work up like four or five new patients and go over some x-rays and treatment plans. I'm in the zone, man, all day long. I just, I'm not hungry. I'm not thirsty. I like, like everything feels amazing. Like time rips by and I'm, I'm like done with the person. I'm like, holy cow, it's like 630 at night already. Like I'm just in the zone. The other, the other time that occurs to me actually is when I lecture, like when I get, in front of a in front of a big crowd actually even when i i sit down right here right now and i do this podcast like sometimes like i walk in today and i'm like this is no big deal i'm going to rip through this one in about 30 minutes i was like unless i get in the zone <laughs> and then if i'm in the zone then this could easily turn into an hour you know and like we get done and i'm like how long did that take and they're like 58 minutes and i'm like holy cow like i had time slotted you know today for 35 minutes so when I'm, when I'm lecturing or teaching somebody something or talking about something like health and I'm like super passionate about it, man, I get in the zone and it's just super, super fun. So again, going back to your example, because this isn't about me, this is about you. What activities do you do that puts you in the zone? So again, for me, lecturing and taking care of people and helping people reach their goals and getting engaged in others. Um, so what, what, what puts you in the zone? Everybody's is certainly different. So write those things down. So we got step number one. What did you enjoy doing most as a kid? Step number two, these days, what activities put you in the zone? What do you just love to do? And you could do it every day. Step number three, what comes naturally easy to you? So again, you know, we kind of touched on this earlier as we kind of talked about what I like to do as a kid and some of the reasons. So, so there are certain things and there are certain activities that come easy to everyone. Um, and when things come easy to you, like when work comes easy to you, then it, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like play. So don't be ashamed. I mean, if, if work comes easy to you, that probably is a good indicator that what you're doing, you actually is your purpose, you know, behind you. If you are, um, I mean, if you're absolutely just grinding every day and like it is, you're just beat up and exhausted. And then not to say, I mean, for sure. I mean, there's days at the clinic I come home and I am just wiped out. Like I need to go home, shower up, drink a nice tall glass of water, have a little snack and get right to bed because um, I feel wiped out. But, you know, it, it, if it comes easy to you, then again, it's, it's really not that much work. So selfishly, I'll get back to my example that I jotted down for today's podcast. So, you know, many hours I work over 50 hours a week. That's just Monday through Friday. 
because we usually I get in there normally at like like eight fifteen in the morning, and I don't usually walk out of the practice till about seven fifteen at night. And sometimes that's Monday through Friday. So add up the hours. I don't know what that is. So that's my working in the practice it's part of my career. Then I got the working on the business because I'm a business owner. So I have two practices. I'm not just taking care of patients in the practice to you know to help people fulfill my purpose. Still got to work on the business. So after hours, when I get home, sometimes I'm working on the business. Saturdays and Sundays, I'm working on the business. So some of people that you that really love you and care about you might say, you work too much. You really need to take a vacation. You shouldn't work so hard. You should really, you know, cut back, you know, and take more time for work-life balance. But guess what? I always say the same exact answer. I don't look at it as work. Because actually, despite everything, when I wake up in the morning at 5 a.m., to go do my workout and everything, one of the first things that when I wake up in the morning and as I kind of get my eyes open and get I'm not groggy, I get excited to actually go to work. So most people are like, you're absolutely crazy. Like, <laughs> like, how do you wake up excited to go to work? Because I, because I like what I do. I really, I don't look at it as work. So it's, it's more fun. Like what's the next challenge? What's the next type of, of, clinical case that's going to come into my practice is going to be new or different or challenge me or have to think or well, how am I going to figure it out or you know and, and then generally I guess just I get to help people all day long you know and um, and for you people that are like the crazy uh, not not no you're not crazy that's not, that's poor choice words for those of you people that follow chiropractors on TikTok and like for hours watch people adjust people all day long and hear the pops that are going on I get to do that all day long. <laughs> I get like a front row seat in getting ad people adjusted and hearing the pop over and over and over and over and over. So I don't have to watch anybody on TikTok because I, I get enough of the popping in my practice every single day. And so that's, that's if you're fulfilling your purpose, if you're in the right place in your life, in the right job, in the right path, then then going to work and doing what you do should be like super exciting and actually fun. Are there times and situations and things within my practice that I don't care for? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like doing notes, like if I, and I don't know if I still have my Minnesota accent on the O on notes, but they used to make fun of me of, all the time for that. But yeah, I, I don't like doing notes. I don't like, um, certain things about the job, but at the end of the day, not every aspect of everything in your life is always like rainbows and flowers, like all the time. So some things you just are means in order to fulfill your purpose and are the funnest stuff, but are a necessary component of it. So in the state of Florida and the chiropractic board of Florida, it is necessary that you do notes on every single person that you take care of. And so just part of the job. But Again, if the overall theme and of your job is that you really like it and you're cited and it's not a job, it's it's play. And in fact, I have a quote here from Mark Twain. And he said, if you find a job you enjoy doing, you will never have to work another day in your life. And so pretty wise words. So again, if you're if you're grinding, you know, maybe you're not in the right job, maybe you're not fulfilling your purpose. Maybe and this is certainly the case in healthcare. 
maybe you started out in the field that you were super passionate about and fulfilled your purpose. And maybe that industry has changed so much that you don't even recognize it anymore. And it's not fulfilling your purpose. Um, I had a friend of mine who um, is a pharmacist and he worked for a major hospital organization and he didn't necessarily agree with all of the different things that the hospital was doing, um, services that they were providing and treatment recommendations they were making during the pandemic. And um, he had to make a decision. He actually quit his career and left medicine altogether after all the schooling and all the effort and all the studying and being very good at what he did. And uh, he left. And he had to make a decision based upon purpose. And so, um, again, sometimes those things change. So maybe you need a new direction in your life and maybe you should take a look at the steps and say, all right, you know, maybe uh, I'm not fulfilling my purpose and what I'm doing right now. Maybe I need a different direction. And maybe that's the best decision you can ever make for yourself. So so take a good step back and, and really look at your life. And is it where you really want to be? Are you on purpose right now with uh, these different steps? So, So here's how we summarize it. To summarize your purpose, we need to summarize all these steps into one single succinct statement that you can actually memorize. Another thing I would always say is that this is a process. So as you go through the process and you're working the process, this isn't uh, like I got to do it right the first time because if I don't, this is my purpose for the rest of my life. Purposes can change at any given moment. You can add in things. You can subtract things. It's a constant evolution that's always going on in our lives. There is no, nothing constant in life but change. And so, so we want to write all the things down, again, that you loved as a kid. We want to put together those activities that puts you into a flow state now. And then we want to talk about the different things that come naturally easy to you, the things that you have gifts for, right? Then we connect all of the dots and we try to express all of those elements into one single purpose statement that you can easily memorize. And so I will give you just an example of my purpose statement. So my purpose is to change the world by inspiring people how to be the best versions of themselves through perception, diet, exercise, meaningful friendships, community, and chiropractic care. So let's break each one of those down. I, I'm, a, I'm a big sports fan. Kobe Bryant was a hero of mine. Um, he has something called the Mamba mentality. I have the poster up in my, in my home uh, framed. And the Mamba mentality basically just states is it's, a, it's, a, it's a constant quest to be the very best version of yourself. So that was, his, that was the Mamba mentality. And so I want to try to inspire people to be the best versions of themselves. How do you do that? Well, number one, one of the other um, lectures and to topics I've had is something called the biology of belief. And what we understand is that your genetics do not predict your health. The expression of your genetics predict your health. And the expression of your genetics is only predicated based upon what your body perceives is going on in its environment. And so to be the best version of yourself, your body has, the be has to have the best perception going on of all the things that are in your life. So the perception of your body occurs from what food you put into it. Your perception of your health and what you should be doing is based upon the exercise habits that you have. 
it's based upon the people that you surround yourself with. So if you have negative relationships or toxic relationships, those are all going to be negative influencers on your health. Community. You know, a study was done on health and the number one factor and whether or not some people had longevity in their lives had nothing to do with the diet and the exercise habits or their the, the areas they grew up with or the things that they had or the money they had. It was dependent on the community and the relationships that they actually had. And so one of the major mistakes when we go in through a pandemic is we lock down and we isolate from one another and that lack of um, community um, had more negative effects um, than the virus ever did now that the studies are coming out and Harvard had a really good one lately. Um, you know, they call them deaths of despair and that's, that's lack of community. So community is massive. Family, friendships, super important. And chiropractic care, I mean, it's very important. You know, the 80% of the perception of your environment that your brain gets from internally in your body and externally in its environment comes from your spine. And so a dysfunctional spine leads to dysfunctional input to the brain and improper reactions to uh, perceptions internally and externally in our environment. So, again, if we want to be the best versions of ourselves, we need perception, uh, proper perception through diet, exercise, meaningful relationships, community, and chiropractic care. So that's my, my purpose. And you can see a lot of those things are forged from the steps. What do I enjoy as a kid? Science, working out, eating good, all those things. Um, what things are in the zone, when I'm busy, when I'm helping people, lecturing, educating, just doing for what I'm here to be put on this earth to do. And what comes easy to me, you know, forging friendships, relationships, um, adjusting. You know, I just have a knack for it, um, if some of my patients listening may know. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm living in a flow state, living in the zone every single day. So... I encourage you once again to kind of just take your time, don't have any distractions, sit down, go through the steps, methodically work your way through them, try to connect all the dots in the end, create a purpose statement. It doesn't have to be perfect. It can be modified. It can be changed. Memorize it. Put it in a place where you look at it every single day, like on your bathroom mirror or anywhere that you're going to be and, and be looking at something consistently. Put it on your screensaver, whatever you need to do. Um, and just remember that's the direction you need to go. And then whatever steps that you need to take to lead you down that path and get you closer each and every day in order to fulfill your purpose and make a better world to live in. Um, I wish you all the luck in the world and uh, I'm always here to support anybody that needs me. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, if there's any questions, uh, always reach out, uh, listen to all the podcasts, share this with people that you care about and you love. Um, and always it's important to, just like when people write reviews of our practice because the number one way that people find out about our practice is through Google. The number one algorithm within the podcast world is when you leave a review for us on that. That helps us uh, spread our influence a little bit more to the world. And um, that helps me fulfill my purpose. So thank you very much. Mm -hmm.